0: It's Patrick here from 2021. So we wanted to explain, at the very end of this episode, you're going to hear a super cute song uh, that was written for our daughter, Daisy. It was done by a company that was a sponsor. They're called Songfinch. The song is so cute, and we love it so much, we didn't want to cut it. We just wanted to explain what it is when you get there. We don't have a code for Songfinch anymore, but they're amazing. They're still in business. If you're looking for a song for your loved one, go check them out. (laughs) Julian Pennsylvania. Patrick Hines. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, girl, before we get to the show, can you please tell, can you fill the people in on the on the nightmare that was your life a few days
1: ago?
2: A neighbor of mine who, through like no fault of his own, is just um he needs a lot of help in the apartment. He's an older man, so in the last couple weeks, his family has been they've been over a lot. <laughs> and my hallway is super echoey. And his daughter, for some reason, um, like, the door buzzer goes off, and instead of just, like, letting the person in, she comes outside and yells from the, like, over the banister from the fourth floor, are you the pizza? Are you the cable company? And it's a, you've been in that hallway yeah, Every, oh yeah. even if you whisper it, it echoes it sounds like you're at 11. It's crazy. So all morning are you are you Comcast what are, No 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 we have a pizza delivery too.
0: Do you have any sound effects for her?
2: <laughs> I just hit the mic with my fervor
0: Girl. What are we talking about today? Mm,
2: Boy, we're talking about (laughs) my kid could paint that. Here's a question I have for you. Yeah. Explain to the people why this is true crime. Oh, it's true crime because it's exploiting children. And stealing money from people. And stealing money from people. Right. So there's yeah. our thesis. That's yeah. how That's where we stand on this. Just I'll find true crime about
0: anything. Don't 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 even get yeah. me started. And it's
2: nice to talk about a, a crime that doesn't involve murder. It is always or stab nice. or attempted murder. Yeah. Or, or something like twelve vicious. year
0: old crazy. Sure. You know. It's nice. It is, not, it, is it was intentional actually, like it's to refreshing. give us sort of a break. <laughs> just about ruining this little girl's life.
3: Mm.
1: There is this idea out there that
4: abstract art and modern art in general is one kind of racket, is a, is a put-on. And that if a child can do it, it sort of pulls the veil off this con game
5: all i really want for marla is to be a happy well-adjusted kid
4: people are asking about this art for real they want to know who, who did it and they want to know how much it cost i
1: told this to the parents the first time that i saw her work you're in for a wild ride right? i hope you're prepared for this we begin tonight with something of a mystery even if a three or four year old didn't do them you'd like them the fact that she is four makes it really incredible so what do we have here you, you have a genius yeah
6: the new york times picked up the story and it was like somebody had ignited a painting sold for thousands of dollars big
1: bucks as well Oprah just called the owner of the Houston Rockets just bought one it's probably the most popular story in the world right now
6: this is eye-opening to me to see her actually painting because
4: she's not
7: doing anything
6: that a normal child wouldn't do
7: Is four-year-old painter Marla Olmstead a prodigy some question the authenticity of the artwork
1: Marla has been the sole creator of her work no
5: one has touched Any paint to her canvases.
1: Everybody's trying to shape the story into something that they want it to be.
5: What have I done to my children putting them through this? I think that she definitely has a gift, something that's very advanced.
1: Is there any other explanation?
5: I'm sure they must feel a little nervous now about you. You
8: don't want to talk at all about your new paintings?
5: No, I choose to trust you.
6: I don't think anybody really knows what you're going to do with the story.
8: Uh, uh, where are you going with it now? I want footage of Marla painting that will put my doubts to rest.
1: My reputation's on the line here as well. Turn off the camera.
6: The whole story really is about grown-ups. She's just a little girl painting in her house.
0: First of all, I just have to start by saying that the, the movie opens on the filmmaker sitting with, with Marla, the four-year-old girl, on the porch.
8: Hello. Okay, here you hold the camera. You can interview me. all right, ready? You can ask me any question you want.
0: and he's wearing tivas and his like hairy chest is falling out of his shirt
2: mm-hmm. and my it's...
0: husband is in love,
2: really? <laughs> his <laughs> name did... is Amir. um so what happens what
0: how does that get us started?
2: Well, much like Neve from Catfish when he meets a fake artist. <laughs> Amir meets Marla and she's like I don't want to talk about my paintings. I don't know anything about painting. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like exactly like that scene from Catfish where Neve's like, "Hey, do you want to you want to paint with me?" and she's like, "No, I don't paint." Ever. Totally. What sister? I don't know anything about anything. It's that again. Stagehand all over again.
8: You don't want to talk at all about your new paintings?
4: No. Why not? Cuz I don't.
8: Do you want to talk about the show?
4: No, I don't.
8: Do you want to? Nothing, 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 nothing. I'm not going to talk
0: about anything. One of the first people we meet is Anthony. Anthony Brunelli. The actually very handsome Ginger who's taken everybody for a ride. He's the (laughs) local gallery owner in Binghamton, New York. Who,
2: like, sometimes goes by Tony. Right. (laughs) All right. I just, I have nothing to offer in this other than he, it's just, he's everything he says. It might as well be like, I'm like, this is a fraud. This is a fraud. This is fake. I'm lying, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm bullshitting you. I'm bullshitting you just from the beginning.
0: The thing to know about Anthony is that he is a local artist. He's actually a really, really talented artist. And his, he does that like photorealism art where he like, Takes a photo and makes it like, take makes a painting look exactly like the photo. It's the
2: opposite of abstract art. It's exactly. like exactly what it is. Yeah, and
0: he gets into this later, but like he says later he admits that he always thought abstract art was a fraud. And But then he meets this little girl, Marla, and her family, and all of a sudden Marla is his way into the kerching, kerching.
1: Right. Every person in this situation is perfect. The family is charismatic. Marla, when you see her, she's a doll. The paintings are unbelievable. Even if a three or four-year-old didn't do them, you'd like them. Yeah. The fact that she is four makes it really incredible. Right. They have this little two-and-a-half-year-old son, Zane. uh yeah, yeah. Both him and Marla could be on Gap ads. <laughs>
2: So it starts with all of the this montage of like the media, like the word pandemonium is used, yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh my god, this four year old and native Marla Olmstead is creating a whirlwind of attention with her abstract paintings are already flying off gallery walls. And wait till
4: you see how much your paintings go for. Ten of
2: her abstract paintings have already been
7: sold for thousands of dollars, some big bucks as well, fifty
2: five hundred dollars uh, a pop. And Marla's mother Laura says like Marla is blissfully unaware of the success, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure she is. <laughs> Because there aren't her paintings. <laughs> I'm sure she's as unaware as you could be as someone who didn't actually paint it.
0: <laughs> what's like- happening is they're at the opening for Marla's. Uh, Marla's art is at this opening at Tony's Gallery. Tell
1: us what's happening today. Today is the opening of Marla's show here at the Gallery. And uh, it's just complete uh, and utter bedlam with all the uh, news crews that are here and the uh, people from all over the world that have come to uh, Great Binghamton. It's just pandemonium about this little girl and her work.
2: We get the sense that Laura is not comfortable with all of the attention on her daughter. If this never happened again, it might be okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Marla's dad is like, wave to the camera. That's a camera. Are you getting used to the camera? And Marla is not about it.
8: Are you getting used to that camera right there? It's a nice camera. Say hello, camera. Hello. (laughs) Look at the camera and say
2: hello, camera. Mark, the dad. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> he makes me super uncomfortable. I know, uncomfortable. I know. Same,
0: same. Well, the thing about Mark that we find out right away is that he's like an overnight manager at a Frito-Lay factory.
2: And also an aspiring painter. Painter. Weird. I know. <laughs> then it's like, we just got really lucky. You know, I just happened to be painting at the time. And uh, Marla right. was like really interested in the paints. And I'm like, you don't say a four-year-old <laughs> was interested in painting.
4: You I know, I know. Right out of here. I know. Like,
2: of course she was.
4: Marla was watching me paint and was very interested, asked over and over if she could paint. Dad, can I paint? Can I paint? So, um, as opposed to sticking her in front of the television so that I could paint, I actually gave her a brush and some paper and put her at the easel. And then eventually got to the point where she did uh, a big canvas. I wanted to see what she could do because the paper was kind of limiting for her. Put her on the dining room table in her diaper and let her go at it
0: this is when the family sits for like the first interview. We sort of like get the backstory of how we got to a point where a four year old girl is having an art opening at this like fancy gallery.
2: Right. So the story is that like one of, are we calling him Anthony or Tony?
0: Let's just we, call him Tony. Do you think
2: he'll hate it more? Whichever one he'll hate more, <laughs> I want to call him Anthony. Cause Tony's like a cool name. Okay. So if he hates it more,
0: <laughs> can we just call him ginger?
2: Sure. Okay. Anthony ginger is the one, like one of his friends was at, the Olmstead's house, and they see this painting that Marla did. Right. Marla, in air quotes, everybody, <laughs> that Marla did. And so the, story, the way that Mark and Laura tell this story is so it just reeks of bullshit to me because the story is like oh our friends came in and people just started noticing and they were like hmm those are cool like maybe I'll hang in, <laughs> in my coffee shop or maybe I'll do this like they have all the chill and they're big they're not on like their
0: canvases they're right. huge canvases they're not like yeah. on
2: little like pieces of paper you get from your printer like right. they're huge if I walked in and there was a gigantic oil on canvas and you told me Daisy did it and it was awesome I would be like wait a second and if you're the parent you'd be like look at this crazy thing my kid did right I would have no chill and these people have all the chill, and their excuse is like, "Well, there are she's our daughter. Anything she does is beautiful in our eyes."
0: Right? Exactly. And I'm like exactly. you guys,
2: it just they're downplaying it from the beginning, and that's like big. And red it flag does
0: seem one. like they have a story. Like they're like, "Okay, here's the story." So they're, they they right. say that Marla, they have a friend that has a coffee shop, and <sighs> the friend was like, "We should hang this for a goof."
2: I was basically doing the March Simpson groan this entire time. <laughs> it's like.
5: Mm. <laughs> Our friend Andy. He owns a coffee shop and he just said, Well, hey, why don't we show her he's he kinda said it, you know, with like a grin like, Let's hang it up and see what happens. It'll be funny.
2: That's the best you idiots could come <laughs> up with. It would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were we thought it was awesome. Maybe right. other people will see what we see. Like totally. maybe we just think that because it's our daughter, but maybe not. That's how you do this lie.
0: And then they say that the friend was like uh, you called them and was like, no, you guys, we need to like pick real prices for this.
4: Eventually Andy has to call Laura and ask, Hey, we need to put prices on this. You know, people are asking about this art for real. They want to know who, who did it and they want to know how much it cost.
5: We just kinda laugh like, This is a three-year-old. What's going on? These people are so silly. Laura
0: is like, you know, we sold one painting and I called everybody that I knew.
5: I felt it was a fluke. I made photocopies of the checks to save for her
2: scrapbook growing up. And I thought that would be the end of it.
0: And I wrote in my notes, of course, she scrapbooks. Look at her.
2: Look at her. <laughs> but that to me seems like the realist response. Right. Like, they, she sold a painting. Cool. Like, right, that's right, it. Right, now right, it's yeah, over. Yeah. And I thought that would be the end of it. If it had ended like that, it
5: We'd we'd have been
0: thrilled. Mark says, I feel really lucky that, you know, people are really interested in Marla. But, you know, we never sent this stuff out. Everyone came to us.
4: I feel very fortunate that other people took such an interest in Marla. But in reality, we didn't send this stuff out. Everybody came to us as the story goes.
0: As the story goes. He literally says, as the story goes
2: these two mostly Mark I don't know if Laura is Laura is either totally naive or the best liar
0: I believe that she is completely in the dark I think that there might be a little bit of a Tanya Harding thing here where she learns more eventually than she says but I think at this point in the documentary like where things are just starting to happen you know they also say that like one of the one of the ways this could work that Mark could actually be doing the paintings is that they don't ever see each other he works overnight as a Frito-Lay manager, and she totally. works during the day.
5: It's hard because my husband and I work opposite shifts, and there's not a lot of time to communicate with each other oh, yeah, during the week, so... Bad.
2: We have to talk about journalist Elizabeth Cohen, who she was the first person to write an article about it. She was the first one. She'll tell you. Just ask her. She'll I, tell you.
6: <laughs> the very first light that was shown on Marla was by my photographer from my paper. I wrote the first article. Yeah, no, I lo-
0: I actually love her. The thing about her, number one, she wears overalls to an interview. <laughs> I was like she's wearing overalls like she knows she's gonna be on camera
2: this is we run into this so often in <laughs> these documentaries like you're you know you're going to be on camera you know that's what that's what a document like you know that right I just want to confirm
0: well she's a journalist for the Press Sun Bulletin
2: Anthony
6: calls her
0: and pitches the story
6: I said well why is that a story for me because I'm not an arts reporter I cover families and children and parenting issues and He said, well, it's a story for you because this is really a story about a family. And
2: she's like totally interested because if it's real it's a great story
0: so this woman elizabeth cohen like goes to like meet the family basically Uh and it seems like she strikes up a friendship with laura the mom
2: and laura needs a friend (laughs) i really mean it like poor laura i I think she needs she needs some she seems so
0: nice she seems like such a nice person one of the first things she says to her is like girl are you sure you want to do this
6: i said are you sure you want to do this because this could be something that affects your life and your family. And it might not be all positive. So maybe you
2: don't want me to write this
6: article.
0: The big news here is that Elizabeth Cohen writes this story for the local paper. And what happens?
2: Um, like the next day, the New York Times picks it up. Maybe and- not the next day, but immediately.
6: Needless to say, I wrote the story. And a week later, the New York Times picked up the story. And it was like somebody had ignited a match under a fuse and it started to burn.
2: So Laura, her, her point of view is like, as long as this stays a positive experience for Marla, they'll kind of see how it goes. She's really like yes. not looking any, anything past what is happening in that moment. She has no like plans for what they're going to do. If the New, right. New York Times wants to talk to her, great. If Inside Edition wants to talk, fine. Right. Like, is Marla okay with it? We'll see.
3: All I
5: really want for Marla is to be a happy, well-adjusted kid.
2: And then it immediately jump cuts to, Garbage Mars.
4: We would love to to do things. I mean, we'd love to exhibit in Europe and, you know, like... That's where everything kind of started. And, and we're both art fans. We're we by no means are critics or have a, a ton of knowledge, but we love that type of atmosphere and the whole thing. We've had a great time meeting all these great people.
2: He really loves the European art scene. He'd love to show in Europe. Now he's saying the terms, like, I'd love to show in Europe. Now suddenly he's, like, all about the European art scene. Since when? Do we have a shift to cover? Like, what are you talking about? Don't you need to
0: put on your hairnet and get back to the Frito-Lay factory? Come on. I know.
2: And then, he, you know,
0: it's funny because he sort of catches himself where he's, like, talking about how, like, excited he is, excited he is. And he's like, oh, I mean,
4: I know that sounds selfish, but. And that's selfish, I know, on our part, but we'd love it. And I'd love to have Marla to have as many experiences, positive experiences as she can possibly have.
0: Marla. I can say, as a parent, that is what you say when you're doing something for yourself sure. that you want the world to think you're doing for your kid. Right. And then we're right back to Marla. So right?
2: Amir, Amir is here, and Amir is, like, awesome. Like, he just wants to, like, for lack of a better term, see Marla in her natural habitat. Like, yes. let's he really wants to see this child in action because if he can document this wow and, it's gonna and, be amazing. and he has like full
8: access to the family
2: yeah they're hanging out on the floor and he's asking her all these questions
8: so what's the name of your new painting
1: i don't know it's not new
8: mm-hmm. i saw you did one that was all black Is that your new style
2: that one was old oh yeah And then she's acting like a three-year-old, and she's like not really paying attention. She's not answering because she doesn't really get what the questions mean. Right. Like, like, is this your new style? What? Right. (laughs) And she is so focused on this puzzle, and she's like, Amir, I can't do this by myself, man. Like, help me out. She says she's smart too. Amir, we can't
3: do this all by myself. You should help.
8: All right, I'm helping.
0: Okay, this is like a boring part, so we'll breeze through it. But this is where we meet Michael Kimmelman. He's like the chief art critic for the New York Times. Mm -hmm. And we get like a sort of a condescending lecture about like modern art.
4: There is this large idea out there that abstract art and modern art in general has no standards, no truth or something. And that if a child can do it, that it sort of pulls the veil off this con game and shows you that somebody who's four years old can do something that's every bit as good as what uh you know famous artist who sells pictures for millions of dollars can do.
2: Yeah, and about like what is abstract art, and which is an excellent point. Like is, if, yeah, if yeah, yeah, you yeah. see something and you're like, I love that, and all it is, is like a black line on right. a white background. Yeah. If that speaks to you, great. Totally. However, it's like a perfect thing to exploit because like
0: <laughs> that is true, the right? Conversation absolutely.
2: of what is art? What is art to you? What does this mean? And this feeling of like am I an idiot because I don't get this because uh-huh. it doesn't speak to me in some way. It's
0: perfect. Right. It's funny. In fact, there's like, they have this, they're, they're showing this news montage clip and I love it when they do this to people.
2: Oh, and oh, they, <laughs> oh I know what you're going to say. Go, go, go. They go. have
0: this guy who literally, he's like this like super pretentious art either he's collector. He's wearing a
2: tweed or, <laughs> jacket basically. Right?
0: And the interviewer says, I'm like, what do you think of this piece?
1: He and many others love this work. It's a competent execution of abstract expressionism. Son by a four-year-old. Okay, there you go. But there you go. What? I mean, what makes it our then? <laughs>
2: and then he's like, "So there, so there, you what go? Like, what are you talking about? Right, so there right, you right. go. Exactly. Like, right. you, we were just caught. Don't like. What are you, what are you saying? <laughs> what do you mean? So there you go. Can we talk real quick about how Elizabeth's mother felt personally insulted and attacked by Jackson Pollock? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was the weirdest detour. We go back to columnist Elizabeth Cohen. We're getting this lesson on Pollock and how Pollock invented this sort of abstract genre, mm-hmm. whatever. And Elizabeth's mother was personally offended by it.
6: My mother had a thing against Pollock. She hated his paintings because she felt like every time she saw a Jackson Pollock painting, it was saying, you're stupid and I'm not. And there's people smarter than you that get me. She felt personally insulted by his paintings.
2: That's a little much for me. If you don't get it, you don't get it and move on. To be personal, to feel personally insulted and attacked. Right. Is like, whoa.
0: I know, I know. But it's also
2: the power of what this whole scene can have over people. Right. Which we're about to learn.
0: Exactly. The next thing we see is Marla's paintings being taken down. They're all sold. Right. And this is where crazy, sort of like, cute Weasley ginger Tony is like riding high. He's like, everything's been sold. She's famous around the world. Except Iraq.
1: I'm just really satisfied with The amount of attention she's getting all over the world. Probably the only place that they haven't done anything is Iraq. Everybody can say, you know, tomorrow it'll slow down or next week it'll slow down. and It really hasn't slowed down a bit. I mean, she's sold out completely, so there are no paintings available. We have a list of over 70 people right now that want her paintings, that are from all over the United States and all over the world.
2: There's 70 people on a waiting list. 70 people on a waiting list. I don't list. even know if she can meet the demand. <laughs> and at one point, Anthony's like, well, you know, Mark needs to be there to help her set up, just to help her set up and get the things because the the canvases are a bit too big, just to help her set up. And then this is another great jump cut. Laura saying like, I don't really know how I feel about all the celebrity and, and how Marla feels about it.
5: The fact that my daughter is like a semi-famous person. And, you know, the center of attention and things like that. And that, that
2: to me is so much to deal with. And oh, then right. it's straight to Mark. And he's like, well, we just got on phone with Crayola and they <laughs> want her in a commercial. And it's like, I, I, we got called by Crayola
4: last week. They, they're like, we'd like to maybe use Marlon something or do something with her commercial-wise, and Laura's like, I don't think that's Marla.
2: Laura even says, like, we have to have conversations, like, here's an absolute no.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really interesting when she was like, the absolute no's are...
5: Um, absolute no's are usually, uh, like, media in the house. People wanting to film her paint from news organizations, things like that. You know, people that blow into your life are here for half a day and blow out, and you never hear from them again.
0: Basically, the absolute no's are the only thing that the family could possibly do to prove that what is happening is real.
2: Right. But they that sort of, as we'll learn, they back themselves into a corner with that and then they have to. Right. So we'll get there.
0: Right. So the next bit of this documentary is sort of like two different things happening. One is Laura on the phone in her car – And then it's cutting back and forth to Mark in the house on the phone with a friend. The thing that's the most uncomfortable about the the Mark part of this, where he's on the phone and he's talking about, like, it just sounds so gross to me. He's talking about how he was getting his friends to be investors when Marla was, like, doing her first gallery show.
4: I told my friends, I I said, you guys want to make an investment? Marla's going to be selling her paintings. This is when she did the first show in August.
0: And there's something about how, like, he just has no qualms about talking about his kid like a commodity in front of a documentary film camera
2: and like not so Marla has a younger brother named Zane right and these conversations with Mark are happening on the phone and Zane and Marla are there but he's acting like they're not paying no attention to them and they're talking and Zane is doing this thing where he just desperately wants the attention I don't know how far into the filming this, yes. this scene was but you could tell Zane has like not no attention has been paid to this poor little sweet little kid Right. and he's just talking over Mark on the phone and Zane is looking at the documentary crew and he was like I paint too right. when I was in the hospital with mommy I was painting
3: when I was a baby I
4: it's cool,
2: when I was
3: hospital,
4: exactly, exactly, no matter what Marla decides to do later, it's always a really cool story of the little girl, who painted because she loved the pain, pain. And people.
2: I have a conspiracy theory about this and we'll get to it later. Oh my
4: God, we
0: can't forget it. I'm dying to no, hear no. it. So you know that like <laughs> when they start like subtitling the kids, you know it's, it's like important.
3: you have to pay it's attention. I love it.
0: <laughs> There's this other moment in here that is like so the most monster to me because it's like Marla is painting in the kitchen and the dad's trying to get her to paint. Oh man. And he's sort of like coaching her and sort of getting frustrated with her and you see her doing what all four-year-old kids do where she's just like painting, like dumping a whole bunch of paint and then just like messing it all up with her hands.
2: And it looks like that mud green. We've all been there. Exactly. <laughs> We've all made that mud right, green. Right,
4: exactly. This is what happened now. The last <laughs> time we shot. Yeah. This, is not, no, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, man.
0: And so there's like, it's all, she's done painting for the day and Mark is sort of like basically scolding her and the camera is on her face mm-hmm. and you see her making that face of like, confused and sad and I don't know why my dad is upset with me
2: right and then this is another another theme that Mark does this awareness that he's being recorded
4: right so he'll say
2: this and then suddenly it's like well she's at her most natural when she's not on camera the same thing happened at Inside Edition
4: right the first time actually was at uh, Inside Edition where they just all just started she did exactly the same thing she poured paint on top of paint on top of paint which she does but usually she goes at it with a spatula or whatever Right, baby? Uh-uh. But she's still oblivious to it, doesn't
2: I care. To to on me. Yeah. I hate him. I'm getting so riled. I'm
0: getting so riled And then in that same part he says to the camera, Oh don't worry, but later on she'll go over it and make it nice. Uh, at least that's what we've seen. I'm I know. surprised
2: he wasn't like, Don't worry, I'll fix it later. <laughs> that's really what he's saying.
4: And you know what? She'll when she she'll go back at it and make uh she'll just go over it and make it nice. In all likelihood, at least that's what I've seen.
0: Then we meet the collectors. Okay.
2: All right. All right. Where do we begin? You know what? They're not They're not so much garbage as they are totally pretentious idiots. Yeah. You know what is really nice? To be able to just throw thousands and thousands of dollars at something that you don't even really like or believe in or understand. Right. One of
0: my favorites is Jack Jackie Westcott, the art teacher. Oh,
2: the first one? <laughs> yes. She's like, I don't even... <laughs> I'm going to start to cry. I mean... She, she's crying?
0: I know, I know, I know. I don't know what to tell you. I'll probably start to cry.
2: Like, Jackie. <laughs> is that what happens? Does she just get emotional from the straight vodka she's been drinking all morning? Because usually it makes me a little, like, hyper, but. Well, she says. Maybe she just is, is a drunk crier. Ja- <laughs> I don't
0: know. Jackie has this bizarre monologue about how, like, <laughs> so- it's soliloquy. It totally is about how Marla has the youth and childhood, and I'd give anything to have that back right now. Yeah, she's now.
2: four. That's what she, how she does have innocence and youth and child. She's a four, she's four years old.
5: I wish I could capture the spirit that I had when I was a child. Those wonderful, blissful moments. I would give anything to have that back again.
0: And so we find out that Jackie is an art teacher. Mark asked if she wanted to teach Marla,
5: and she was like, no. Oh, right. like,
2: (laughs) I can't, like, disturb the master at work.
5: I think that she definitely has a gift, something that's very advanced that I really can't explain, um, you know, such as Mozart. All right,
2: Jackie. (laughs) And speaking of master, enter Stuart Simpson. He's not a master, but his quote, he's another. And I love the lower third is, like, Stuart Simpson, Marla collector. (laughs) Just like, Amir, I see you. I see what you're doing. I love it. Oh, my God.
0: Also, my favorite line of the whole documentary. <laughs> Truth be told, I'd have paid anything for Bottom Feeder.
7: Truth be known, I would have paid any price for Bottom Feeder. I was that much in love with it.
0: Here's the thing about this guy.
7: Oh. He
0: has, like, this This guy is so crazy. He has, <laughs> like, I, I I think about this person. He he. <laughs> This was, this was a painting made by a four-year-old, uh-huh. allegedly. Right, air quotes. And he is talking about the the stairs and the door and the people looking out and looking mm-hmm. back.
7: What I love about Bottom Feeder is there's a green pathway leading up to a blue door, and on the left side you can see there's a person looking out into this blue sky, and on the other side, on the right side of the door frame, there's another person looking back in.
0: And then he has this whole thing about um, a, so- a baby and a sonogram.
7: And then I, I looked a little more closely, and then up above the door frame, the door jamb, you can see a, a very clear baby's face with the forehead and the nose and the eyes like a like a sonogram.
2: Right, it's a baby's face. See if you, you can see it. Right. I'm like, no. I know. I, I paused can't. and I couldn't see it. And he's like, I don't know what it means. I mean, I have my own spiritual thoughts on it, but I really don't know what Marla's thinking.
7: I don't know what that means. I'm not sure. I mean, I have my own spiritual thoughts about it. I asked about at the time that Marla was there and I said, "Did you see the little door?" and she kind of goes, "No." Marla, you know, and then she off she goes, "So Marla."
2: He goes, "Oh Marla." So- <laughs> he also says like, "I knew this 4-year-old had to go right above my Renoir."
7: When I bought the paintings, I knew exactly where they were going to go and my wife agreed. I knew that this four-year-old needed to sit right above the Renoir sculpture, so we have the young master and the old master all in the same corner and just kind of commingling.
2: Hook, line, and sinker. This guy. This is like. <laughs> I know.
0: So now we see the family sort of in New York. Marla's like famous. Like Oprah's called, and everyone's called, and and you know they're they're getting ready. They're at a hotel. They're getting ready to go do the Jane Polly show. They open the door to the limo, and what do they find?
2: Car seats, two of them for Marla and Zane. And they're like, You gotta get a picture of this. You gotta get a picture of the car seats in the limo.
6: Two car seats in the limo. That that deserves a photo. That deserves a photo.
0: Then, like, Dirtbag Mark immediately starts talking about how they're getting accustomed to the limo lifestyle. We're in the
4: big limo, we've become accustomed to the limousine rides.
0: <laughs> with car seats. So then they get to the waiting room, like the green room at the Jane Pauly show. This is where Laura acknowledges that, like, her husband Mark and Tony, the art dealer, have always wanted to be in the spotlight.
5: Mark's always wanted to be in the spotlight, and Tony's always wanted to be in the spotlight. I've always been more comfortable on the side and, um, you know, giving an interview. That's enough. We don't need to do it anymore. It's ridiculous. Give us a break. And the guys are like, come on, do it, do it, do it.
2: And at one point
0: I know this what you're gonna say.
2: made me get, ding, 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 <laughs> just get it right. Take it because I'm gonna throw it. Take it. I'm gonna break it and throw it. Is this is this is this bell nailed down? Like I can't. He says about Laura.
0: Tony, the art dealer.
1: You know, I mean there's a few situations where, you know, he's we've we've talked about it and we're like, okay, well we think this is a good idea. We just have to figure a way to approach Laura with it. And, and, and spin it in such a way that she understands it.
2: In a way she'll understand it. Right. Because she's just a dumb woman with a small brain. Right,
0: right, 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 right. Yeah. What an
2: asshole thing to say. I Fuck know. you.
0: I know. He's the worst. So then they go on to the actual Jane Polly show and, and like, Jane Polly straight up asks the dad,
6: Do you help her, paint?" No, no. No, no. Um, well, I'm,
0: I'm asking all the questions that people are thinking yeah. at home. But he's like, no, 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 no. And Jane's like, whoa, girl, why are you being so defensive? Yeah,
2: <laughs> all right. She's like, I'm
0: just asking what everybody's thinking. Oh, yeah. But this is where the movie takes a turn. This is where it becomes like, wait a minute, because we're about to have the big other shoe drop.
2: So now we're at February 25th, 2005, and this is the 60 minutes piece that blows the whole thing wide open.
1: We begin tonight with something of a mystery it involves a four-year-old girl who lives in Binghamton, new york her name is marla olmsted and in most ways she's just like any child her age she goes to preschool plays with dolls and she loves to draw and paint but marla's paintings end up in homes across the country she has already earned more than three hundred thousand dollars which her parents say has all been put into a college fund with some 200 buyers on her waiting list marla olmsted stands to make millions.
0: Everybody that we've met so far in this documentary is gathered to watch this in the Olmstead's living rooms. You've got Overall's columnist. You've got the filmmaker, Amir. And everyone, I, I think everyone's expecting it to be like a cute piece about Marla, like this like little prodigy painter. Right,
2: about how brilliant this four-year-old is. So they talk to this, um, oh, and also it's Charlie Rose.
0: <laughs> Charlie Rose. Uh,
2: yeah, we got to... So Show we got to like, deal with that yeah, real quick, exactly. but we won't. We just won't.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um.
2: So they, I'm just gonna say they, like 60 minutes. I'm not right, gonna say right. his name. So they talk to this child psychologist, Ellen Winner. <laughs> so she's being shown these paintings, and she says the line that Mark and Tony hang on to for fucking dear life to right. the end of this movie. It's absolutely beautiful.
4: You, you could slip it into the Museum of Modern Art and absolutely get away with it. Are you serious? I think you could.
1: People would say belongs here so this is the work of a gifted artist
0: and you see mark's face he's just like oh uh, like the ecstasy that comes over his right, face like, in i can moment. be the metropolitan museum right, of art exactly blah, 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 blah. right
2: so then after watching 50 minutes of marla painting that's 60 minutes right recorded
0: so what they did was they put a hidden camera like to solve the problem of marla being uncomfortable by like a camera crew mm-hmm. they did a hidden camera uh
1: of like above where marla paints
2: ellen <laughs> sees this this Footage Process. And, yeah, and she's like, oh, never mind.
1: Winner's enthusiasm immediately turned to concern. <laughs> but this
2: is eye-opening to me to see her actually painting.
1: And suspicion. Eye-opening in what way?
4: Because she's not doing anything that a normal child wouldn't do. She's just kind of slowly pushing the paint around.
0: If you look at this painting, it's just like what any four-year-old. It's just a paint. It's just it's just mushy paint on a canvas.
4: I saw no evidence that she was a child prodigy in painting. I saw a normal, charming, adorable child painting the way preschool children paint except that she
1: had a coach who kept her going that coach is marla's father who's often present when marla paints
0: the, they have um audio of like the dad coaching sometimes sternly oh. Oh.
3: paint the red you're you driving me crazy paint the red <laughs> if you paint honey like you were me? this is not where it should be
2: Oh, I can't. The, you're making you're driving me crazy. Paint the red? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. She's four. You're an asshole. Yeah,
0: I know. I know. I know. And it just ends with with she probably didn't do this and the dad is probably the painter.
6: Either somebody else painted them start to finish or somebody else doctored them up
4: or Marla just miraculously paints in a completely different way than we see on her home video.
0: So There's a gallery opening in L.A. like the week after the airing of the 60 Minutes thing, and like they still go to it.
1: I think it will be fun. There'll be a kind of a festive party atmosphere. We're not going into this with negative attitudes. We're going into this looking at as partial vacation, getting away. What a great time to get away
2: so now here's another like really big moment so
0: this is on the night of the actual opening at the gallery this is huge this
2: is gigantic first of all I just have to say just in general there's like eight people in the hotel hallway just screaming (laughs) that is so rude and obnoxious to do so here's what's happening yeah Mark is really trying to get Marla to say all the right things here.
0: Yeah, so and, they're at, they're outside their room door getting ready to go to the, they're on their way to the gallery.
2: Right. And Mark hasn't learned that that setting her up with these softball questions never works. Right. I don't know why he still is insisting on doing it. It's just gonna make him angry, which is then gonna make me angry. But whatever. (laughs) Um, So he's like, "Hey, you know, like, do you know what we're doing? What the party is?" And she's like, "No, like, I just have to get dressed up and go. Like, I'm tired and whatever." So she's not giving him anything. We're
4: gonna go to Stewart's. Why are we going to Stewart's? Party? party? What kind of party? I don't
3: know. I don't know. Do you know why? Just a party. An art party. Uh, 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 I don't know.
4: Whose art's on the wall?
3: So then Mark says this
2: weird thing about Zane.
4: Zane, Zane will do interpretive dance. <laughs> that's, that's my specialty. You have to see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're drinking, right?
2: <laughs> it sounds like he can just say, like, whatever, we can fake anything. If we can get away with this bullshit, <laughs> right. we can make Zane whatever the fuck. Are you kidding me? So then Marla says, Marla breaks this whole thing wide open and she goes, well, Zane already paints.
4: <gasps> I know. Someday it'll be Marla and Zane. Zane's going to be a sculptor, right,
2: Zane? He already paints. And Mark,
0: you you can see Mark is desperately trying to talk over her. Like, he raises his voice. He's trying to talk over her, like, mm-hmm. Do, pay no attention, pay no attention. Dad.
2: Well, look
3: at you, sharp Daddy. guy. Daddy. You run
2: out of space, Daddy. sharp-dressed man. Us out. And then she finally gets his attention because she's like, he paints, he paints, he paints. And then she goes, he painted one. I didn't paint it. Really? Dad. Yes, love. Well, he painted one. I didn't paint
3: it.
4: Zane does paint. You're right.
3: I didn't paint it any part. What's that? They just painted the
2: painting. And then Mark seething, like flames on the (laughs) side of his face from (laughs) This is White. He's just like, "Mm mm-hmm. You're right. Zane does paint. Anyway. Right. So, and then he, at one point he does that thing like through gritted teeth. Like, cool. And what
0: happens right underneath it? Derpy, derpy music. It oh, was yeah. my favorite thing. They didn't do that like. Bah.
2: No, no, no. It was like
0: derpy, derpy. Look at this idiot. The guy
2: music. got foiled by his own fucking daughter that he's trying to exploit. <laughs> That's genius. You can't write shit like this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> do you want to hear my conspiracy theory? Yes. And I am not a conspiracy theory person. Uh-huh. I just want to throw out this possibility. Okay. That they, Mark... Or Mark and Anthony, whoever. This whole scam was happening. And then through, like, the smallest little percentage, it turns out that Zayn actually really is a good painter. But they can't say that because who's going to believe that both of their kids are good uh-huh, painters? And uh-huh. now they just have to keep going with Marla. And poor Zayn, who's, like, actually a really good painter. He's, like,
0: down <laughs> in the basement, like, sweating, trying to churn out 70 yeah. paintings.
2: There's, like a point zero 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 one percent that that's a thing but it's just an idea i want that's people to think about so funny i don't know it's just something i'm that's thinking so about. so crazy either way mark is garbage
0: right Ding. so so then there's like all this news coverage of like mark you know like every all these news outlets picking up in the 60 minutes then they're getting all these like hateful emails from all over the world can we talk
2: about these absurd voiceovers <laughs> just for one quick second? like yes. dear parents
4: congratulations You really know how to do business. Ripping off rich
3: pseudo-intellectuals is pure genius. You
7: are a lying piece of crap. And even though you are fooling the right people, you will have to answer to God one day. Shame on
2: you. They're so over the top. They're like from The Witness. Remember the voiceovers from (laughs) The Witness?
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they are awful. Um, my favorite thing too is when they get back to they get back to Binghamton and the public access TV crew chases Anthony through a parking lot. Binghamton's TMZ.
8: I,
7: that's exactly what I wrote. Yeah, me too. It's
8: public access. Yeah.
3: Hey, how's the
7: Marla artist going? Still selling a lot of Marla paintings, Anthony? Turn off the camera. Do you think that Marla? Really
0: Then there's like, uh, they kind of zoom in on this interview between the journalist and the filmmaker where she's saying to him, like, what are your intentions
2: here? This was a really interesting. I think. Yeah. From the very beginning, you All were right. kind of a
6: wild card because you weren't from a network. Hi, Laura. You weren't going to be putting them on the evening news. You were a guy who just wanted to make his own film.
8: And so she, she says to him, like, what did you think this movie was going to be?
6: What attracted you to it?
8: I saw it as a film about modern art. Um, 60 Minutes took me completely by surprise. I, I had totally accepted that Marla was doing the things.
0: And then they're talking about how, because Marla's family has given him access, they're expecting that his movie's going to exonerate them.
6: They trust you. Obviously, they do, or they wouldn't be letting you do it at this point.
8: They're expecting that this film is going to exonerate
6: them. Redemption but, factor.
8: Yeah. And 60 minutes raised uh, some doubts in my mind. And I haven't been 100% honest about having these doubts. So now, they, yeah, they think that this film is going to clear their name. They
6: want you to film a painting from start to finish. Yeah. Well, of course they do.
8: Yeah, and, and I'm about TV. to do it. I, I need I need that for my film,
6: too. So just to be
0: clear, the idea is that Mark is going to let Amir film Marla doing a painting from start to finish, but then it cuts to Mark, and Mark is like, all right, let's do this the right way. He literally says, you come in, you film her, or, you know, let me do it, or Laura can do it.
2: Yeah, or you guys can just go away and, <laughs> oh, look, she actually, here's a totally done painting that she just did. <laughs> right. This counts, right? Like, Mark, what are you
4: talking about? Fucking idiot. I want to clear the air. I don't want to hear any more about what a bad person I am, what bad parents we are, because it's so inaccurate. Burge, and that's why I'm saying, Filmer, let's do it the right way. If you can't get it, let Laura get it, or myself. Let's do it the right way, and if that's what it takes to make people...
0: Now the mom seems like she's getting desperate. I
4: mean,
5: it it sounds ridiculous, but you guys should sleep over some night. And just be, we wake up and we have breakfast. That's how it goes. We wake up. We have breakfast, we hang out in our jammies. She doesn't get it dressed because she's gonna get messy and you know, she gets in her underwear and she
0: paints. Basically, in preparation for like another opening, they decide that the dad, Mark, is gonna film Marla doing a painting called Ocean mm-hmm. from start quote start to quote finish. Right. And show that like
1: she really did these paintings herself. Because
2: they want sixty minutes to issue a retraction. And you Good s- luck! I know
1: <laughs> the footage now is really great because It's start to finish. It's all the stuff you didn't see on 60 Minutes. And I think that they should have some sort of retraction. They almost will have to. So it's great now because we have control.
0: Again, she doesn't look like she's doing anything special. No. It looks like a regular painting. It's
1: totally
2: different than any of the other paintings that we've seen that were supposedly hers that she wasn't filmed painting. Right.
0: Except that it looks just like the flowers painting that she did for 60 Minutes.
2: Right. So then
0: the filmmaker does this really cool thing where they they sort of like, they sort of present the evidence. They put all the paintings up. So the first one they put up is Ocean. Mm-hmm. And then they put Flower next to it. Flower is the one that they did for 60 Minutes. They look Identical, Right. And then they go through, like, the other paintings. One's called Four, one's called Mosquito Bite, Blue Sun, Asian Sun? Ode to Pollock, Building, Lollipop, Zane Dancing. They're all gorgeous. They're all right. beautiful, gorgeous paintings that Marla clearly did not make. Right. So then now they're getting back to, like, now like that Marla's gotten some positive press. And she's doing the press again. They have another opening at Anthony's Gallery. And Anthony is once again calling her a genius.
1: I can't tell you the excitement of having this show and being able to debut the DVD. Anybody that walks in here sees this work and watches that DVD, I don't think there's a person that can walk out of these doors feeling anything but the fact that she is truly... I mean, I really feel it's a genius. I mean, she really is. It it boggles my mind each time I get a new painting.
0: Before the gallery opening, oh, my God, they bring in these, like, two... (laughs) your face they bring in these two collectors to like who they want to buy a marla so they're getting a private (laughs) tour
2: just like they want to buy a marla unbelievable (laughs) tony is working his ass off getting trying to get them to buy ocean because someone needs to buy yes ocean from the dvd because that, in their mind, will kind of solve everything. If they get all th- these like dumb idiot collectors to spend twenty thousand dollars on the thing from the DVD, then in their minds it proves yeah. that she did everything else because it's on par with everything else.
3: And
1: this is on the DVD, so this right, becomes yeah. this painting becomes special. Right. This becomes almost like a um, a like a landmark painting. What's going to happen is I know what's going to happen. If this doesn't sell opening night, people are going to go watch this DVD
3: and then they're going to yeah. come back and right. say.
1: Because they're going to see how this little girl created it, and you will—you will be so amazed when you see how she created it. But
0: like when you look at Ocean hanging on the wall, it doesn't look anything like these other beautiful paintings. And you know who points it out? The collectors. The collectors. (laughs) Because it
6: doesn't look like the same person's painted. It It looks like it was painted by.
0: I mean, I know it wasn't.
6: It's just different. Than the, it's different from the normal painting that she does.
2: Tony convinces these people to spend $20,000 on something that they don't even like or understand.
1: Right, right, right. How right, much right.
2: money do you have to I know. do that?
1: Is that your choice? I guess. Ocean? I guess, yeah. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But then, you know why I don't feel bad for them? They go get in their tacky white Humvee oh, and God, drive of course away. They do. And I was like, you know what? They deserve to be scammed, these idiots. Yeah. Remember Humvees? You know, it's like two two gallons to the mile. It's just like carbon footprinting all over just the. killing the earth. Get out of here. Get your crappy painting and get the hell out of here. Get out of here. Before we get to the end, this is like the penultimate yeah. huge thing that happens. We're like the filmmakers at the house with Marla and Mark. Mar- Marla's on the floor painting. And Mark is there, and this is meant to be like where they're filming Marla painting. Mm-hmm. So what happens?
2: So she is basically saying she right. is begging Mark, and you get the sense like she doesn't know how to paint without this routine that they've they've come exactly. into.
4: Exactly. What Daddy stay over here? <laughs> You're
3: trying to do it? No. You paint a face. I'll tell you what to do. You'll
4: tell me. You'll coach me. I'll have to get my own to do that.
2: So she's saying like either like just help me, tell me what to do or tell me what color to pick. Right. And he's like, No, I'm not doing that and you can like feel him feel the camera on him.
3: Alright, just help me, dude. Or tell me to be done or help. Well, okay.
4: Marla.
3: I'm only gonna do one of those things.
4: You do what you want,
3: sweetheart. You have to tell
0: me what to do right now. <laughs> you see? And then his wife calls, and he's being all sarcastic with her on the phone, like, well, they got what they needed.
4: They got the footage they needed. (laughs) She's telling me to do a face on it and telling me to paint on the painting and stuff like that. All the stuff you, you love. She was just saying, you do it. So I wasn't asking her to do anything. She's just being silly.
2: And then he goes on this whole thing where I'm like, is he about to spontaneously combust? I know. I know. I
4: know. He looks. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Because he's like, you know, she says these funny things. It's funny. What it (laughs) is, is that it's, it's funny. The thing is that it's funny because she says these things as if I'm painting. And that's, that's the, that's the funny part.
4: So it's kind of funny. She says funny things all the time. But when you're on camera, forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) For all we know, it's true. But it's not. So it's kind of funny. But that's what I, that's, that's, I don't want this documentary to be about 60 minutes, although it seems like everybody wants to talk about 60 minutes, but I'm not. Because I don't talk about it ever until you guys are around. So that's when the
0: the mom gets home, Laura gets home, and they're sitting on the couch for their like final interview. And this is this is really heartbreaking because it just has not gone the way they the family hoped it
8: would. Yeah. And the filmmaker says, basically, what it comes down to, just to be one hundred percent candid, is that to me, if Mark helped a little bit here and there, you know, in some way, it would be really hard to explain on the stage of Jane, you know. Polly show you know do you help her at all whatever i mean it's like it's easy to just say no i mean i don't know am i completely off am i completely off base
2: and mark is glaring at him yeah i'm like he's gonna jump off that couch like how charles manson jumped off the table in the courtroom and attacked the judge (laughs) or the lawyer or whatever i'm like he is four (laughs) seconds away yeah he's clutching the couch because if he doesn't he's gonna jump up and murder amir right um and he also is just he's like well you know I was basically her assistant. I mean, all
4: I can think about is when she started, you know, just, and this was a lot of the interviews in the beginning. Did you, did you have any real help or influence? So pretty much her assistant. I, I used to tell her not to pull, push, push the brush, but to pull it.
0: That's and he's yeah. like, you know, if I were to influence her, the paintings would have gone much quicker. And the wife is like, wait, what? And and you're like, wait, what's what's happening
4: here? Right. You know, had I had some kind of influence, all the paintings would go pretty quickly, but there are some that just sit there.
5: What do
4: you mean? Like the painting that she has nerve If she wants to do it,
5: oh, I didn't know she'll you, do by, it. What you meant by all the paintings would go pretty quickly?
0: And I think that the wife thought she, he was saying they would go much quicker as in they would sell faster. Right. And he was saying, no, it, she would have painted them faster. Right. And she's like, oh, okay, I didn't know what you meant by go. You know, what I mean? like all of a sudden now there's weird tension between them. And then she just breaks down in the most heartbreaking way.
5: I need you to believe me. I mean, that's what? that's what I'm after. I don't, I, I don't think I would ever allow someone to come in and, and dissect us again. You know what? It was... Mark and I are adults and we can handle it. It's so unfair of us to put our family as a whole up to this. What have I done to my children putting them through this?
2: But she is so desperate for any sense of truth because I don't think she knows what is true anymore and that it's a very gray area for her.
0: Yeah, and then she, Tanya Harding, she, like, takes her mic off and she's like, I'm out. She leaves. She storms
2: out. And she's like, this is documentary gold. And I'm like, it sure is. (laughs)
5: No. It's documentary gold.
0: You know, I did a little bit of research, and everyone's fine. Like, they don't talk about... Marla doesn't have any memory of this at all.
2: No, she does have a website, though.
0: Oh, does she? she, They're selling her paintings. Are they?
2: But she says, like, in one article I read where the... The interviewer says, you know, do you, would you consider yourself a prodigy? And she basically bursts into laughter. She's like, no, (laughs) not at all. Like, I played sports a little bit. Yeah. eh, No. Marlis, I mean, she's at 17 or 18 now. And she's taught,
0: you know, she's just talking. about Like, it's normal. Her parents are still married. Everything's fine. Nobody talks about it. Um, girl, we we got through. I love this documentary.
2: I know you do. You
0: so, know what I'm going to do right now? What? Go to truecrimeobsessed.com and get uh, find out what we're doing next. Ooh. You guys, you can go to our calendar, truecrimeobsessed.com. You can see all of the documentaries we have coming up, where you can find them. If I was able to find the link for free, which I wasn't for most of them, I, know, I sort of tough. tell you where you can find that, but we don't recommend it. It does crap to your computer. But hey, it's on you. Uh, up next, we're doing Tower. Which is really, it's a very, very well-made documentary, but it's really terrifying. It's about a shooting at the University of Texas, like in the 70s or something. It's the
2: first school shooting ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
2: Um, Girl, where can they find us? At True Crime Obsessed on the Twitter. And um, our Facebook group, True Crime Obsessed Podcast Discussion Group. I know it really rolls off the tongue. but
0: (laughs) You guys, I wanted to do this thing. I wanted to try this thing where, you know, we see all the time that you guys are recommending us to your friends. And I'm obsessed with that. I wanted to do a hashtag where people could um, do hashtag get obsessed. And if you have a friend that you think would be really into our podcast, tag them in it, tag us in it with the hashtag get obsessed and we'll take it from there.
2: I am loving this.
0: Yeah, so hashtag get obsessed um, and share and like let people know about our podcast. We really, really, really appreciate it.
2: Yay. We love you guys.
0: We love you. Stay tuned for the preview for Tower. Then we're going to do our hilarious outtake. (laughs) And then this week, you guys, our palate cleanser isn't going to be our typical palate cleanser. As I mentioned in the commercial, we are going to do the Song Finch commercial that they wrote for Daisy. We're going to play the whole thing.
6: Perfect. And you'll
0: get a little bit of reaction from Daisy at the end. Love it. Love you. Bye. Bye.
6: I was in Shakespeare class when it started, and we all ran to the windows of the English building.
2: Everybody was in a state of panic.
7: It was just chaos. It's like a battle scene. There's two different kinds of shots. Apparently, police are returning the fire now.
8: My mission was to get into the tower. I can't make out what you're saying. You
7: keep cutting down now. There's a guy. Shooting. Shooting
5: at people. We didn't know who was being killed.
7: People were dying. There's no report as to who this man
5: may be or what he's
4: doing up there or what prompted this apparent madness.
1: Then what happened?
4: Then everybody
6: ran. I just remember
2: looking up at the sky.
6: It was so blue.
0: I could not do the overnight thing. Yeah. I have to be in bed at 6.45. <laughs> it's
2: so true, you guys. We, we remember that time? Welcome to the Outtakes. We remember that time when we were texting at like 10.30 and you were like, yeah. why are you up? And I was like, because it's 10.30. And you were like, is this like what time people are normally up until? I, I, w- I had like 40 questions for you. And I was like, I just, st- I was like, we you used to be a bartender. <laughs>
0: One night, Daisy was sick, and you and I were literally texting until 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, what is happening?
2: Mind you, it was like January 4th, and you were like, I can't remember the last time I stayed up past midnight. And I was like, so how was your New Year's?
0: (laughs) New Year's? Where I was like, I have a strict bedtime of like
2: 3.30 in the afternoon. (laughs) It just gets earlier and earlier. Oh, this is a nice trip to the outtakes. (laughs) I like just spending time in the outtakes and then coming back into the real world yeah, of no, the yeah, recording, yeah. I enjoy it. The little we know of Mark, which is like way too much. Um, <laughs> how do you think that would go over? Trying to have a conversation about like, Mark, what is like, what's going on here? You know, it would be like, I just got home from work. I work an overnight <laughs> shift. Like I have to, like, I'm so sick of eating Fritos all the time, like whatever. But you know that he's not an easy guy to talk to. Right. I'll totally scrapbook with Laura. Yeah. Jordan. I want to learn how to like that I don't know. I would like to learn how to do that. Laura, call me. The font that they use for Marla is Comic fucking Sans.
0: You know who hates Comic Sans more than anybody on earth? My husband.
2: Well, we're tied for yeah. that. I think that is And don't give me that bullshit where it's like, it's a kid, it looks like a little kid fun. No, either she's a fucking genius prodigy with all these adult themes and she's amazing, or she's a little kid making four-year-old paintings.
0: Right, exactly. Do not
2: use Comic Sans ever regardless. (laughs) Ever. Ding, 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 ding. Fuck Comic Sans. What kind of bullshit is that? She also says, like, I need you to believe me, which is a really uh, heartbreaking thing. Yeah. And then she just, like, without, like, she can't help herself. She's like, I'll take a polygraph. And Mark turns... White. (laughs) And it's just like this crazy step for face. And I'm like, if he says that this is funny, I'm going to scream.
3: Now, can I quit it?
0: You want to press play so you can hear your birthday song?
3: Yes. Okay, do it. On a cold day in March, you were six days old When you pulled up outside We didn't know what the future might hold When we saw you for the first time We waited so long just to see you Just how you waited to see us too Some families are big, but some are smaller We're so happy that you're our daughter You like ponies and climbing trees Let's have a bowl of macaroni and cheese Ride in the subway, you say it before me It's your special day, so get crazy Happy birthday, Daisy Happy Birthday Daisy Through these four years you're growing older My how the time has flown With Daddy, Other Daddy, Ally, and Grover We make the perfect home We waited so long just to see you just how you waited to see us too. Some families are big, but some are smaller. We're so happy that you're our daughter. You like ponies and climbing trees. Let's have a bowl of macaroni and cheese. Ride in the subway, you say for me. It's your special day, so get crazy. Happy birthday, Daisy. Happy birthday, Daisy. Happy birthday, Daisy.